A year on from the start of COVID, the guest on this week's episode of Walking the Walk has had more reason to be thankful we've got to this milestone than most of us. My name's Dominic Laurie, Head of Comms at Talk Talk, and my colleague Kat Lawrenson has quite a story to tell. Getting COVID was the least of her problems. Kat, it's a good week to be having our chat. It's a year on from the start of COVID and we've all had stories to tell and you have a, a story to tell that's is you know is still ongoing now even a year on but we'll, we'll come to that later tell me about when covid really hit you um so i had covid quite early on uh, really i didn't even know it was covid so i had it in about uh, late january february into march really i was just getting over it as you know the um as the lockdown started um i had all the symptoms so i had you know the the long persistent dry cough you know extreme fatigue and i just thought this is the worst flu ever i'm never going to get over this and eventually i did and then when you know the lockdown started it was like oh that's what i had fair enough and it was kind of almost reassuring to think well covid you know when it first started was kind of scary and it was um it was almost like well i've had it now and I, you know I, I was kind of glad i didn't know that i had it so i thought i thought that was me done and dusted with it and i just had to you know, make sure that nobody else got it in my family, et cetera. But it didn't work out that way, unfortunately. Because what happened? My husband caught it and he um, he he himself was quite poorly again for about three, four weeks. And then it, it seemed sort of peter out and, you know, got on with life and et cetera. And, you know, I was lucky that none of my, none of the rest of my family got it. But then in about August time, I sort of, I started to display sort of like a, a swelling, a bruising to my, the backs of my calves. And I, I didn't think a great deal of it. I called the doctor, obviously couldn't get an appointment. And the doctor just said, oh, you know, don't worry about it. It'd, it'd be a bruise or it'd be a hematoma. It'll go, go away on its own. You know, it'd be fine. And I, and I sort of went off and, you know, carried on with life. But then in September, I started to get quite poorly. I couldn't breathe properly struggling just to walk up the stairs, really, really tired all the time. I thought, oh no, have I caught it again? You know, how much bad luck can one person have sort of thing? And then very, very early October, so first weekend of October, my husband said to me one Sunday morning, you were breathing really weirdly in the night, really, really shallow. I, I really think you should go to the doctor. So I did. I went off to the doctor and um, with it being a Sunday, I had to go to sort of an emergency GP type type lady and she was lovely. And she said to me, look, I don't want to worry you, but I've, um, I've sounded your chest and, you know, I've checked you over. You don't have any, you know, chest infection or anything like that. I think you should go to A&E now. And I was like, what? You know, a bit, a bit sort of took me aback. And she said, look, you're showing all the symptoms of a blood clot because I, um, I had a very, very sharp pain in my shoulder that had only started a few days previously. And I thought, oh, have I banged it? You know, like you do, have I strained it or something? And she said, no, that's a, that's a big red flag. And I didn't know at the time. She said, that's a big red flag. So I, I did, I took myself off to A&E thinking I'll be in and out in an hour. And that was the start of, you know, me being in hospital. So yeah, I went to hospital and they do this test called a D-dimer and it's a blood test. And it sort of um, signifies if you've got a clotting issue with your blood. And I did have a clotting issue. So off I went for my, obviously I was admitted and I went to for my x-ray and it showed that I had three clots, one in each lung, one in my shoulder. Um, that was scary. It was really, really scary. And they said that it was a result of coronavirus. And they'd seen a lot of people who had coronavirus present with pulmonary embolism, which is uh, sort of the medical name for uh, clots on the lungs. And that's why I wasn't able to breathe because my lungs were physically blocked with with blood. You were lucky. You were lucky, Kat, that it hadn't 
knock you out completely that you I was incredibly lucky yeah incredibly lucky they they said as much to me in the hospital that I was incredibly fortunate that the doctor had um had realized the seriousness of what was wrong with me didn't send me off with some antibiotics or something like that you know sent me straight to A&E and um yeah I'm, I was very 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 lucky unfortunately um the fact that I wasn't able to breathe meant that the strain had been put on my heart so I had to have a lot of tests for my heart um, it's been a long road to recovery since. Um, did they have now, to operate on you? About how, or how, no. how, did, how, did, how did they deal with these clots? So once the clots are there, they're kind of there. There's not a great deal they can do about it. It's just time. Once you go onto the medication to thin out your blood, the clots can't get any bigger, so nothing can add to them. And yeah, it's just time to let them dissolve. So I was put in a very, very strong uh, blood thinner, which meant that I wasn't able to do a lot of things in my life because you can't risk cutting or bruising yourself in any way. I was on that for six months and now I'm on a coated version. So it's a little bit easier for me. Still on it now? I, yeah, I'm still on a lot of medication now and very strong painkillers because I didn't realise the shoulder pain would just never go away. It will not go away for, well, I'll probably have it for the rest of the year at least. I didn't realise that with the blockages in your lungs, it causes lung damage. And so I've got long-term lung pleurisy. Um, so it's not a bacterial pleurisy that I can take anything for, just really strong painkillers. Um, so I'm, I'm sort of, I've been in and out of hospital since, obviously tests back into A&E and whatnot. Um, the good news is that my D-dimer level is now back to normal. So no more clots. I now know what to look out for. And I'm, um, I'm trying to sort of spread awareness of it as well, because I wasn't aware that, that everything was such a huge red flag. I am so incredibly lucky to be here that I, um, yeah, even though I've really, really been through it in the last year, I still don't see myself as unfortunate because it could have been so much worse. So you, you've got over the clots, fingers crossed, but you still have pleurisy. Um, just describe um, how, how that feels, what, 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 how that works. What is it exactly for people that don't know it? Pleurisy is uh, a buildup of fluid in the lining um, of your lung. So it impedes the ability to be able to breathe properly. So for me, I've got 75% of my lung capacity um, and I'm hoping that through lung rehabilitation that I'll um, I'll be able to sort of regain, you know, a bit more and get up to in the 90s. Um, I've been diagnosed with long COVID as well. So that's a challenge in itself because I have days of just being so, so tired, but I've got, I've got two under tens. So um, it's not Doesn't really an help, option. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, obviously my husband's incredibly, incredibly supportive, but it's just, it's not a, not a quiet life I lead, let's just say. So, um, so yeah, you just have to battle through basically take a lot of pills and yeah, I mean, there's certain things I can't do. Like it's my daughter's birthday at the weekend and I've bought some balloons and I can't blow them up. I'm going to have to get husband to do it or get you know get a get a little machine or something because I, I can't blow a balloon up and that's just ridiculous that you know I'm 38 I was perfectly healthy I didn't I didn't think that coronavirus would certainly affect me in this way and I think a lot of people think oh it's just the flu I'll get over it it's so much more than that there's there's so much more to it and there's so many other things that it can cause that it's not it's not a risk I would ever want to take I'm very lucky in that I've now been vaccinated had my first vaccination a month ago and I've got my second one in a couple of weeks time so that does give me some reassurance. So that's good. So you said you want to spread awareness. You really, you really want people to understand perhaps that have had COVID and that's, you know, many, many people in the UK that they need to look out for things. Yeah, definitely. So if you've got any redness to your calves, if you've got any swelling or lumps on the backs of your knees or the back, lower backs of your legs, if you've got any sharp shoulder pain, if you've got any breathing problems that you didn't have before that are long-term and not associated with currently having covid and you've you've got over covid so if you're walking up the stairs and it feels like someone's you know got a belt around your chest that's not normal you do need to go and see the doctor 
um, especially for the sharp shoulder pain, I would say, um, or any upper sort of back pain, definitely go to the doctor. If you can't get an appointment with your doctor, always worth dropping into A&E. They will not laugh at you. They will not turn you away. They will do literally a couple of blood tests, you know, x-ray. You can be in and out and you have that sort of um, reassurance that it isn't something more serious. I've been told by multiple, multiple doctors that I was incredibly lucky. You know, this could have been a completely different outcome for me. And I don't want it to get to the point where people sort of like me were just not aware of it in any way and don't know the signs to look out for. I think sometimes you're aware of the signs when it's too late. So yeah, it's... Um, and that, ca- that caution saved your life, didn't it? It definitely did. And that was something that my, not even my regular GP, just a locum GP picked up on and sent me to A&E. I would not have gone to A&E for what I thought was a chest infection. And I, I, they literally said to me, this could have been a matter of a couple of days, a week, and you could have just collapsed. How do you feel about that locum? Have you been in touch with them since? I have. Uh, so I um, obviously I didn't know a name or anything like that. So I contacted the practice and I sent a very, very big thank you. And um, yeah, she's been praised w- within her sort of uh, within the practice and she's been, you know, commended and everything. And, you know, if I do, if I do get a chance sort of, you know, when this lockdown is over to go sort of down and take some flowers at the very least, then I will definitely be doing that because she saved my life without a doubt. And the future. Tell me about the future. You, you you feel that you'll have consequences from the rest of this year, 2021, perhaps maybe even longer. You look at the future now with optimism and a second chance, I guess, huh? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm definitely optimistic. I'd be lying if I said I didn't have a few days where it was a bit like, wow, I can't believe I went through all that. So why me sort of thing? But those feelings don't last very long, especially when you've got children. And yeah, sometimes you put a brave face on it because, you know, there's, there's not much point sitting there and being ill, I suppose. There are days when I'm really tired and days when I can't breathe, especially now hay fever season is in. Hay fever on top of pleurisy is no joke, but I'm I'm coping. I'm managing. Yeah, I'm optimistic about the future. I've been I was in A and E last weekend on Mother's Day of all days. Um, I had a lot of tests, X-rays, etc. And um, yeah, I was basically told, yeah, you've got pleurisy, you've got you know problem with your lungs, and you're likely to have that for some months to come. Unfortunately, so it's something I'm just going to have to live with. There are limitations in what I'm able to do, but within those limitations, I try and find what I can do instead. So booked a lot of UK holidays, you know, at the seaside, a bit of fresh air. Um, obviously, there's certain things I can't do. I have to be really careful. So I'm not going to be going jogging anytime soon. But, you know, that's the least of my worries at the moment. Yeah, I've just, I've got a lot of things to look forward to. And I'm, I am very, very grateful for that. Cap, wonderful. That's all for today. If you like the podcast, please subscribe in your podcast app. And if you have time, give us a review. If you have a suggestion or question, get in touch on Twitter at TalkTalkGroup. You can follow us there or also on LinkedIn. Thanks a lot for listening.